Welcome to another episode of Shedcast, brought to you by Putting It Together and the Shedinburgh Fringe Festival. It's Brian here, Brian O'Sullivan, and welcome along to uh, our penultimate episode of Shedcast, where today my guest is Robert Softly. It was so great to see Robert's show, um, to be in the audience, one of the live audience members, I was lucky enough to be there. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd been having a bit of a rough day, just stressed out, running about, and I was in my head, I'm going, and then I need to watch this show. Isn't this funny, the way we, we think about things? Then I need to do this thing. Um, and of course, once I sat down and the show started, it was a pleasure. In fact, it was a relief to be watching the show rather than a need, something I needed to do. Um, it actually was good for what ailed me because it gave me a little bit of perspective. I learned a little bit about what Robert's life is like and what life is like for some uh, people who have similar disabilities to him. Um, and yeah, like I say, it just kind of made me rethink a little bit my position. It gave me a bit of gratitude as well because there's, it, there's a lot of joy in it. And of course, talking to Robert, there's a lot of joy in Robert. Um, he's a great laugh and, uh, you know, a really joyful presence to be around at any time. Um, and I finally got to talk to him on the podcast, which I've been, as you'll hear from our chat, I have been meaning to do for some time. And he slags me off rotten for not having had him on the podcast yet. But anyway, he's here today and uh, it's delightful to talk to him about the show and about just life in general. You know how it is. So we've got one more night to go. Tonight is the last night of Shedinburgh Fringe Festival. So there's still time to get your tickets uh, for the final performance, which is Mediocre White Male, Will Close and John Von Malachowski. Uh, and that I'm excited to see. I have not been uh, had anything to do with that in the lane um, is going to be watching it and then bringing you the podcast tomorrow, the final episode. Now, the day after is Wednesday, which means it's our regular weekly episode and we're bringing you a regular episode and that means that we're starting again. We are resuming our weekly content and uh, we've got our first normal episode, if you like, of Series 2 uh, on Wednesday and that'll be every Wednesday for the foreseeable future. So stay with us. Come and join us, and those episodes, of course, are a bit longer, so you can stick them in your ears and get on with whatever you're doing, and enjoy an hour-long chat about arts, life, theatre, whatever. The, the usual. You know how it is. If you haven't listened to some of the other episodes, then please do dig back into the archives. We've got 220-some episodes, including shed casts and full-length episodes, and then some some tricky little gimmicky ones. We've got some clip shows that celebrate uh, milestones that we've reached. We've got a couple of pantomimes that we've written and performed on the podcast. There's quite a variation of stuff. So if you're new to the show, please do go back uh, on your podcast provider and uh, pick some episodes to listen to and enjoy. And stay with us. Keep keep watching your podcast uh, platform because every week we're bringing you a new episode. But I'm delighted today to be bringing you my chat with Robert Softly. He's with me and we are putting it together. Is any of this going to be usable for you? I hope not. <laughs> See, I've known this for ages. I thought, I need to get him on the podcast, but it's going to be mayhem. Yeah. He's not going to behave himself. Yeah. As soon as he walked in, I thought, he's not seen me because I had the mask on. And I knew no. if you had, you would say something despicable. So as soon as I took the mask off, I thought, well, no, well, no. The last time I thought, 
Is that what we take it? And, and then, then I took it off you and know, it just happened. Because I'm wearing all black as well. Yeah, like, quite, yeah. 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 <laughs> what we take it? I'll take that. We? What are you talking about? Uh, well, <laughs> you're no monk, are you? <laughs> I've put on a few pounds in lockdown. <laughs> Haven't you, we all? You're not the only one, honestly. <laughs> you're the laugh at that bit. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. Listen, I've never seen you performing anything really? until now. Look at you. I know. No, I'm, no, I feel privileged to have seen yeah. it tonight. Yeah. You've been doing it for a while, eh? You for 20 years. But, I mean, this show. I've been doing this show for... Ten, oh, nine years. Nine years. But I've been acting for 20 years. Jeez, oh. You think I'd work it out again? You think you'd be better? <laughs> I think <laughs> practice makes perfect, but not yet. It's a, it's a lifelong journey, dear. Yeah, So, wh- what was the first thing that you did like that? What? Because you talked about in the, you talked about being an Amdram, but was that yeah. one of someone else's story or was that no, part that of yours? No, that was mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you did Amdram so as a Amdram, which thing was going to the American foot? Thing, cause that's of course, I'm yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't make anything up. I can't keep right, being aye. careful. But yeah, I get am Well, my, my family get Amgram. Mine too. And I was sort of brought up at the side of a game from Mongoon Panko and right. practicing cat dancing, black girls and all that shit. Am I working for you? I swear to Okay, yeah. great. Um, I don't know how we would get through our conversation. <laughs> yeah, good. And then, but so when I was maybe eight or nine, I started getting involved with Amgram, right. but only back then, like, painting scenery. Sure. I mean, I was scared of that too, but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but at least they could paint over it afterwards. Uh, in fact, you know the whole thing? Ugh, in my life, it's like the whole thing about painting a reggaeker. Oh, aye. Because now you get asked to paint the same reggaeker every week. But the one thing that could make up for me, just to keep you busy, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and because it was younger, like I was never allowed on stage. I'm on the table and there's some speaker and what you know. I think he joked that if they ever get um, <coughs> Christmas Carol, I could be King of Kim. But apart <laughs> from that, apart from keep that, them like, off the stage. Because there's no park for the table folks. Can't argue with that, can you? And then, so I never was on stage. I did some directing, some, I did a lot of kicking stuff like liking things. Mm-hmm. Which gets me really handy because I learned a lot about how the other bits work. Um, but then I went to Glasgow Uni to study business management. I mean, I know. What? Uh, well, I was studying management and theatre at the same time. Right. And then I got to my third year and quite well, I'll never get a job from theatre. So I went to the management. Mm-hmm. About two weeks later, I get a phone call from theatre workshop in Edinburgh. Remember them? Yeah, yeah. Saying we're looking for a cable actor to be part of a resident company for a year. Oh, wow. So I'd never be on stage. I'd never like even from a puff. But I was a cocky little chick. No. Yeah, I know how to believe. I thought, well, fuck it, I'll give it a go. Let's right. you know, go for the edition. I went for the edition for the monologue. <laughs> I gig, isn't it wonderful to be a woman? Please, <laughs> <laughs> Okay. You know, why not? You yeah, know, sure, sure. It's good material. <laughs> yeah, good. I used to do that shit when I was a kid and n- not think anything of it. Yeah, yeah. I'll just play the old woman. It was going like making an impression, making sure they don't forget you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so I gave the fuck again, got a call back, but I got to make a book to go to 
power racking holiday. Come at Ungook. That was a holiday, you. I am Ungook. Come at Ungook. I'm not coming for my holiday. So. Right. But good. So I went for the holiday, got back, and I went, oh, yeah, you couldn't make the call back, but we still want to give you the job. You're kidding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So for the first, for the first month, I could wear a long sleeve to cover up my fan. So you were doing that for a year? <laughs> so I did that for a year, having done nothing before. So my first time ever on King ever was a huge cold. Nothing ever bunk down by itself. Probably I'd see a piece. Yeah. I get judgment with me bringing the whole shebang right in front of me. And looking back, I'm like, why were you not tacking your pants? But the time I thought I didn't know what what I was doing, so I quite well in for pain. So we did sort of five, five shows over that year, which is a great way to learn what yeah. you're doing. And then you kept going. But what was their was their plan? We were going to have a disabled actor for a year, and they had an idea of a season of stuff that would work. So or they, they had a resident company of disabled actors right. that they got funding to support. And the idea being that you know we need to create a a kind of cohort of disabled actors that could then work in Scotland theatre. Yeah. Now, obviously that takes a lot of time and investment and blah blah blah. But I was part of that, and then yes, I came on to do other shows. And then the next show I did for Bugsman Paradox, funnily enough, actually an actor, and then went back to uni to paint for a degree because I taking a year out. Oh, okay. And then I did the fucking opera, which I think I was not good. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, I can try and sing it well, but it wasn't a, it was a four and a half hour, yeah. It's pretty hefty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and then you, I mean, I know we on here, but folk kick offered me jobs, and I kept saying yes. Yeah. And that's still what happened. <laughs> you know, like, like, I'm waiting for someone to go, um, Robert. You bugger off. <laughs> yeah, you've been <laughs> caught. Yeah, quite, quite. Of course, but, but we all are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Almost yeah. everybody I speak to on this show talks about that. <laughs> yeah. That imposter well, syndrome. Yeah. So, yeah. But then, is it, what I'm interested in, well, one of the things I'm interested in with, with that year kind of pro- programme, or in general, is is the idea that you get parts and play disabled people. Mm-hmm. Or is the idea that casting is blind and you play non-disabled parts or what? How, how, what's your position on all that stuff? Well, I think I think the thinking behind that year was that grammar school went off and playing to disabled actors at that point. Right, okay. And a lot of that was going to grammar school going, well, there's no girls for disabled actors. Right. And then the only director going, well, we can't play because they're not trained. You know, like, well, someone has to. Someone has to get. Yeah, can you yeah, can keep putting that? So I think, I think at theatre workshop there's very much about actors who happen to be disabled playing parts in plays. Now they were always were they almost always original people, so you can argue. Okay. The the characters were disabled, but it was never mentioned. So it wasn't about It wasn't about disability. Okay. And it's a really difficult one that because yes, disabled people can be lawyers and doctors and blah blah blah. Of course they can. 
at the same time, you know, looking back in 2001, 20 years ago, yeah. whenever I got on the stage, focusing on the same writer, so it's a weird thing, you know, any actor takes everything on the stage that they got, mm-hmm. and you can't deny it, that you can't pretend you look as <laughs> no, I'm joking. But you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you got what you got. Like that's that's right. So there's no point in me pretending that I'm not disabled. Cause yeah. I so I think their intention was great to go, it's not about the disability, it's about acting for rules. Yeah. But I don't think audiences were quite ready for that at that point. Yeah. I think they were still going, but that looks like a disabled guy. So why is that character disabled? They've been so long trying to think about that that they're missing the point of the play. They get caught in yeah. that. Yeah. But then the truth is, as we go on, it's probably a lot less binary, a lot less black and white than that. Completely. It's a mixture of all those things, Completely. isn't it? Completely. I mean, the European thing, a directed by a great foot, all of the cast bar one are technically non disabled. Yeah. But we get to know them, they're all pretty disabled. Rick McCollum got a few of I mean, Gail Hudson for once, or for Rocker. But we're all, we're all, yeah, we're uh, all definitely able to go our own way. Yeah, yeah. And that's where I think at Buckingham and more crank is a bit more of an open view of it all to go. And, you know, we don't can cast disabled people playing on disabled roles, mm-hmm. but we can commit productions around actors. So you look at Wendy Hurst, the first one that we get to Nashville over, Amy Collison, disabled actor, you can't get an from getting new age. <laughs> you know, so Johnny wrote a play around that fact. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and, and the thing is, at the end of the day, that wasn't a play about being disabled. It was a play about a lot of different things, about judging people, about sex and sexuality and blah, blah, blah. Sure. So, almost by, by declaring the disability up front, you can then get beyond it. You don't need to just do about that. It's not just about that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of, it's almost a wee bit like site-specific. Things that are yeah, site-specific or totally. site-sympathetic, we go, okay, so instead of pretending yeah, well, that we're yeah. someplace else. Like, totally. when we used to do stuff at the arches oh, and people yeah, would, yeah. the train would go overhead and everyone would just go, you know, you would either build it in or you would notice it or you would laugh because it's like, we're going to stop pretending that this is a cool. silent black cool. box. Well, well that, that's quite all good about the Ah, it just was, was what so it was. smell and the, you know, you it's didn't catch the wall because you knew they were covered in something that you didn't want Everything. Can you imagine in the kind of COVID you were wearing? It's probably just as well it wasn't around, <laughs> quite, do you know what but, I mean? But actually, but I can start in the actions. Did it? So, in Quinky Quilm, right. Jackie was a cricket director. And she had come to see me do an NTS piece called Gourette's, mm-hmm. which I done with a director called Paul Hirt, the broken guy. And so big chunk break, and all very well. And she came and said, I got a wee bit of money, can you make a show for the Behaviour Festival? And yet again, cocky little Robert <laughs> had, had never written a show before because of course I can. <laughs> That's what we do though, isn't it? You say yes, then you figure <laughs> yeah, it out. Like, yeah. Can you can you bring a hawk? Oh, yeah. Next week, is it? Come on. <laughs> so, 
going they gonna keep the money and then okay, how can we ensure and that's what fashion was and then what was meant to be seen at the festival in twenty twelve, then goes I think tonight was a hundred and twenty one performances. <laughs> it's fine, but you never know what's coming. This no, is the thing. You haven't got a clue. And the the conversations that you had with people that that brought about that text. Yeah. Are they? Where did you find those people? Are they people you knew already, or no, a mixture? Can I get the problem was that the people I knew were all actors, and they're all yeah. a bit wanky. You know, I didn't How dare you? Well, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's quite but a specific thing when you ask actors yeah, to totally, talk. Totally, totally. Of normal so, people. Yeah, quite. So I put out a, a copy amongst right. like disabled organisations and charities and all that and got about 100 responses and most of them were gay girls. Because <laughs> 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 this was fucking making something so I can expect no other like, great material. Mm. I was like, oh, it's very boring. <laughs> <laughs> but then I picked four of them and I went to meet them with two or three times and break up a month. Built up a bit of crust and got some, yeah. got them to really open up and go, you know, I'm not going to exploit you, but you tell me about your life and how you feel about your body and all that sort of thing. And then I took what they called me and got a kernel and wrote things around it. Right. So quite often, what the story I tell not exactly what they call me. But it's a more grammatic theatrical version. So it's not a verbatim me. thing. No, that's, not at all. I suppose that became a bit more popular after maybe. Totally. And also, again, the schooling they call me weren't that interesting to put on gig. No offence to and, them. And, and, and I know I can thank you, but I wrote them and I'm like, oh, I've got to get a bit going. But and it's you, a starting point, isn't you it? Yeah, it's a starting point. Yeah. Go. The funny thing when, when I wrote it, those people came to see the show and then Kaki told me about that time when they went to that festival and I'm mm. like, I make that off! <laughs> really? So you've implanted memories, <laughs> false memories in people's heads? <laughs> but then I do that with my mum, like yeah. I, do a, I do a character like comedy thing yeah. and I just take stuff my mum says. <laughs> but then what happens is yeah. I go in the house and mum says, I've got another idea for your character and I'm like, no. You need to just be natural. <laughs> I'll pick I'll just <laughs> steal it, you know. I'll <laughs> <laughs> go away and take it and <laughs> and then make stuff up. Yeah. 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 How did you decide how much of yourself to share in that piece? I think the funny thing is that most people presume that most of it is me. Yeah. And I think that's going about when a disabled actor says something, you're like, oh, that must be true. That must be the truth. Yeah. I think it's really wrong, but I think that's something about, they can't be acting, can they? <laughs> you know, it, but it's also like, direct address, generally. Totally. Someone totally. comes in and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something's wrong with that. So, probably 50% is me and the rest of right. it is other folk. That's quite a lot. I um, think that's heavier yeah, weighted in that direction than I thought. Okay, I cool. It's because it's sometimes we're, it's not. I wasn't sure like what. So, sometimes. Yeah. Whose voice is this? And I think I'm sure that's probably intentional. Yeah, and it's I blurred, like, isn't it? Um, I like that you don't always know. Right. I think it makes you also question. That could be me. That could be you. It could be anyone. You know. But there's some folk who come to see who go, oh, but I want to know who that is, and I want to know. And you're like, kill, kill it, and come play. That's theatre, though, you can't. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But we're used to watching documentaries on Netflix now, 
and we go, Hang wait on. a minute, we Hang need on. to get to the bottom of this. And actually, that's not really interesting for us. Yeah, but I identify with loads of it because talking about looking at yourself in the mirror and and instead of going, oh God, but actually going, all right, okay. I mean, I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I've had wee glimpses of it in yeah. the last few years, do you yeah. know what I mean? And that's what I mean about, you know, when you were talking about, you know, are the characters disabled or not, back at the Eco Workshop. Whereas this is a play that gets away about disabled people. Yeah. Everyone's disabled. But actually, by making it about disability, you make it about more than that. You know, it becomes very, again, you know, a mum talking about a kid, or yeah. you know, it's all very again compatible. Hopefully, I think so. It's also about living with yourself, totally. which we all have to do. Totally, totally. Um, and then about we hate, and then back about we like, you know. I think it fluctuates day by day as well. Yeah, Some days you totally. have a day where you're like, all right, nice, and then another day like, oh, fucking sharp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. totally. Do you, you must have that as well. Yeah, totally. Although you seem to be <laughs> m- m- like. Almost unendingly positive to me. Yeah, but that's the whole secret question, it? Where you cut out the crap. Yeah. <laughs> you only show the good bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah, obviously, there's like been hard kinds and, you know, yeah. a, a good cook of you. That's plenty to be getting like on. Definitely getting from my own God, you think. But, yeah, no, we all. And I think it's funny, can obviously we can. We could open up more about uh, harder times. But especially if you're a disabled person, there's a pressure to portray the positive. Yeah. Because you go and folk can sympathise, okay? You know, picky you. So you're trying yeah. to show the good stuff. Or think you're a moan. Yeah, oh, heaven, heaven forbid. I can't I'm moan for Scotland then. There's nothing worse than a moony cripple. <laughs> worst kind worst kind <laughs> but I always wonder especially during the show I was wondering if if you've not known any different in your life that your physical experience yeah. has always been your yeah. physical experience right yeah. so you don't have you don't compare it to a different physical no, experience no um, but you see other people having a different one I suppose yeah so so di- because you talked about you know people thinking you're having an awful hard time and it must be dead yeah. difficult and stuff yeah. Is it though, or is it just what you're just used to and that's but, just normal? But that's the thing, I'll never know. You don't know? You know, I I'll, never, I'll never been you. Aye. Thank God. <laughs> I've never been you. Exactly. <laughs> but, but just yeah, keep it that way, shall we? But I never know. And also, the thing of how much of your time can you spend going, I wish I want this other way. You know, it's what a waste of energy. But we all uh, do that anyway. We do. Yeah. But. And, and obviously there are games when I go, oh, I can't be up with this because yeah. it's a lot of work. But in reality, you, you, you've got what you've got and you make the best of it, you know. And, and yeah, you know, I'm doing all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, it could be a lot of work. Yeah, but then I think that's what makes your work here universal because that's exactly what I'm like. Yeah, I go. Totally. There's days when I go, this is too hard. Totally. The, mostly the inside yeah you yeah, know but everyone's yeah. different and the yeah. other days I go oh that's grand just get on yeah you know totally, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, we need to do this for a longer time next time I promise <laughs> you've been here that for years I know Brian. I know but I've said it to a lot of people for years it's not just you it's it because of the puke here 
That's what it is. I've actually got a policy. Okay. No, it's just you personally. <laughs> it's actually your personality. <laughs> right, okay. No, come round my come round my house and we'll, we'll talk for a longer uh, time. Yeah, yeah, okay. No. Oh well, good. Okay. Come on in. I'll show you the caravan and make a cup of tea. It's gonna be great. Oof. Oof. It's getting it's getting Can't exciting now. Can't wait. Thanks for talking to me. Thank Total you very pleasure. much. joyful presence that is Robert Softly. What a pleasure to chat to him. And right after he performed that amazing show, um, I mean, fair play to him, even just the, the energy that's expended in doing that show uh, and then coming straight in and, and chatting to me about it. Um, brilliant, brilliant. And as I say, it was it was really special to be in the room to watch the show. And he's been doing it for, for a long time. I mean, that's a, that's a long-standing piece um, and we were talking a little bit before about um, remembering it you know and he said well it's been a while since I've done it I mean years I think but he said as soon as I started looking at it it just comes back and that's the way with these things it's a bit like the, the experience I've had with the Chick Murray play that I've been redoing recently one read through and then it kind of just reappears in your brain it's a it's a strange thing that you'll know what I'm talking about actors among you will know what I'm talking about but then other people too you know things that you songs that you sang as a kid or a poem that you recited or things like that it does come back it's weird so yeah Robert had no bother remembering and I was amazed at that because there was a, a fair bit especially at the end if you watch the show you'll know what I'm talking about a massive list of words that was uh, perfectly timed with a projection at the back so really there wasn't much room for error there so fair play um, and it was so great to talk to him what a guy so that's it for our penultimate episode of Shedcast. Tomorrow uh, you'll be hearing from Elaine regarding Mediocre White Mail, which is on tonight. Now you can go to shedinburgh.com to get tickets. It's not too late. And other than that, there are a few of the great shows that we've had this season being restreamed. So if you click what's on, you'll find the category available to restream. That includes Lemons, 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 Bottleneck, Iphigenia and Splot, and loads of others. So, Shedinburgh.com, tickets for tonight, and tickets for the restreams, which only run until the end of the day today. So, if you've missed some, I really would urge you to get onto Shedinburgh.com and grab your last chance to see them. They're brilliant shows, and they're all in the comfort of your own home, and the quality of the stream is very high, so you're getting a really nice experience up close with the performer and hearing every word. Really great stuff. So thanks very much for joining me on the Shedcast. Uh, Elaine is with you tomorrow and as I say, normal service will resume on Wednesday with our brand new episode, full length episode, which brings us back into season two proper. So thanks for joining me. Have a great day and I'll just say what I always say. Cheerio now. <laughs>